Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh Welcome back to the program called Education in Daba Here on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Stereo And if you have just joined us, you missed out that Yasira was actually baking cookies <laughs> And making samosas uh, during the month of I Ramadan Maafir when I was, I actually made my own samosas um, And my own little half moons and I invented something. I, there is no name for it yet, Ridwan. But I was, I was quite handy in the kitchen this Ramadan, Ridwan. Okay, awesome stuff. So we're going to continue the discussion here on education in Daba. And our discussion is around educational technology inquiry. Uh, I'm hoping that is the correct word. But we've got our guest in studio who will share a bit more and give us the correct terminologies. Just to remind our listeners once again that you can participate in the program by sending us your SMS to the number 47. 913 SMS line 47913 Now we have in studio with us uh, Professor Ngambi Who is a an academic founder Of the ETI lab At the UCT uh, Professor, very good evening to you Well, Good evening, thank you Thanks for taking out from your time Particularly on a Sunday evening you know, To share with us more about the ETI lab But before we get there uh, How long has your association been with uh, UCT? Well I've been with the University of Cape Town For the last 14 years now okay um, so I was initially in the Center for Education Technology uh, at UCT for the last 12 years before moving to the School of Education so I've been involved with the University of Cape Town that long and um, one of the things that I do do now in the School of Education which uh, I have had the opportunity of uh, conceptualizing and founding the um, what you are referring to as ATI Lab or mm-hmm. ETI Lab, which is simply the Education Technology Inquiry Lab. Okay. What it's really about is uh, is a sandpit for adults. Um, okay. Now, yes, sorry yeah. that I'm interrupting you, Professor Yasira yeah. is giving a giggle. The Yasira. No, it is, Ridwan. Um, if you look at it, when we, when we talk about sandpit and we talk about play, we're looking at children exploring and inquiring different kind of knowledge and looking at how things work. So when we all go to the sandpit, that is where we play and we build things and we. We dig for things and our stereognosis comes into play where we put our hand without without looking and we can actually feel that, oh, that is my little well that's in the sand, put on my block, etc. So basically what the ETI lab is saying, instead of saying, come to a course, we're going to teach you, ETI labs are saying, come, explore, play, you take the time to inquire. Mm-hmm. Or have, you know, an inquiring mind come and explore and learn. So there is no that's wrong or that's right. Basically, they're saying come find out how it works and find out how it suits you as an educator and how you're going to apply that within your classroom and educational setting. Well, Professor, I think Yasira just covered your entire interview for exactly. us this evening. Exactly. In fact, I, mean, I was going to ask to know you. Exactly that. <laughs> That's on the right note. Well, I was going to inquire into the whole issue around the sand pit, and I was thinking Asira was going to give me an idea of what a sand pit is, but when she started the discussion, it almost kind of made sense to me. A sand pit, you put your hands in there and you try to start looking for things. Now, let's go back to you about the ETI lab. When did, you, when did this whole brainstorm or this come about for you? First and foremost, I have uh, observed over years that uh, there is a thing called professional development. And I think mm-hmm. there is a lot of investment in uh, upskilling of mm-hmm. educators. Now, the key difference really is that uh, the professional development approaches um, does uh, presuppose that yes. one understands Definitely. what is required. And then you prepackage a training program and then you call people to uh, participate in that training program. Now, mm-hmm. 
oftentimes what really happens is that uh, the translation between what people acquire from a training program or a workshop does not translate into anything meaningful in the classroom immediately and oftentimes there are a lot of people that have attended different kinds of courses but their practice has remained unchanged now what the uh, what the idea behind the um, HLAB is uh, is that uh, Children are extremely creative, and there is a lot of research which points to the fact that uh, that creativity is actually lost as uh, children become adults. Now, if the creativity is lost, the question is, where does it get lost? Education systems do tend to force children to be very structured, and and that kills creativity. Mm -hmm. What we actually do see as well is that adults are less creative um, because they only have no time to play. One Mm -hmm. of the things that makes the difference between children and adults is that uh, most of us adults, even when you look at the way we use technologies, we use technologies in a very limited way because we are very serious users of technology. Mm -hmm. And it's very common to see most of us parents to ask a child or a young one to explore things because they are not afraid to explore. Now, because of that, one of the things that we really wanted to do was to bring back that play into adults. How do we really bring back play into adults? Mm -hmm. We then draw the same kind of concept of a sandpit, which oftentimes is actually known to be for crash, you know, playing in the sand and things like that. Mm -hmm. Now, that very same concept does allow adults to relax, because in the sandpit you create structures that are not permanent and then you create structures that are really for fun and in the process you learn mm-hmm. how to create those kind of structures. True. Now that is the kind of idea behind the, the eight lab and that's what exactly what we do. And what we actually do see therefore is that uh, when you relax educators in a form of play, they lose out all these kind of phobia about technology and all these carefulnessness, if mm-hmm. you like, yeah. that they bring with. And they just lay those things down and they begin to play with the different innovations, if you like. And we've got a structure, we've got some kind of a, a framework that we follow. Mm-hmm. And we've had the opportunity, the HLAB is, um, has been uh, uh, privileged to be uh, sponsored by Intel. Um, Intel, I'm sure you know that they are a, a, a big o- organization that makes the e-chips that are in almost every computer. So, so we, we are privileged to actually be sponsored by them. And the other thing is that the focus is not on technology. Our focus is on people. It's about people playing with the different tools and through play become innovative and become creative. And that's what has been missing. And that's the kind of gap that Etlab feels. Okay, thanks for that, Professor. Do stay on the line. We're going to go, for, not on the line, I mean, do stay tuned. Then we're just going to go for a quick ad break. And when we come back, we'll continue with the program called Education in Daba here on The Voice of the Cape. Live from Cape Town, this is The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. Back 
to the program called Education in Daba here on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM studio with your host this evening, Ridwan Ahmed and Yasira Adonis. And if you have just joined us, we are joined in studio by Professor Ngambi, who is the founder of the ETI Lab, and that is Educational Technology Inquiry. And we are uh, you know, exploring and getting to know a bit more about what the ETI Lab is all about. Uh, just a reminder to our listeners that you can participate in the program by sending us your SMS to the number 47913, the SMS line 47913. Now I'm going to acknowledge an SMS which we received. Oh no, they jumped around. It's from... Okay, let me just find it very, very quickly. Um, my apologies to our listeners. Uh, the SMS from 8183. I'm just going to acknowledge that one. It's about the jewelry apprenticeship. Uh, we will deal with that discussion after the Wakta Visha, inshallah. Then there's an SMS from 9977 and it says, Assalamu alaikum, it was a pleasure. Salam, I totally enjoyed and was most inspired by Dr. Ngambi during a presentation I attended during the holiday. I look forward to implement the technology in my teaching experience. I'm an old dog looking forward to learning new tricks. Also, thanks for the doc in accepting my invitation uh, to come into the studio. And one can then obviously guess who that comes from. And that comes from Irfan Abrams. And he also says it was a a pleasure standing in for you guys. All the best for the third term to all our educators out there, inshallah. Keep well. And that comes from Irfan Abrams. Well, Irfan is not really an issue of standing in your Arsenal part and will always be uh, education in Daba. So there, doc, I mean, uh, Professor, you know, Irfan Abrams also, I think he was one of the people that attended your course. And you were saying... Uh, how inspiration it was to him. Mm, that's right. I mean, uh, it, it, it was quite interesting to, and, and that's very useful feedback because what I was actually talking about at the, I, I gave a keynote at the conference mm-hmm. um, um, just about a week ago. And one of the, and, and the conference was attended by a number of teachers. And, uh, and that's where uh, he is actually making reference to. Okay. You see, the, the whole thing, my, my message uh, there at the conference, which I could be able to just highlight here very briefly, is that uh, all of us uh, do pay attention to the forecasts of the weather forecasts. We pay attention to our dashboards. We read the dashboard when we're driving because that is important. Mm-hmm. What seems not to be happening as, as effectively is the reading of the, the dashboard of education what exactly is happening globally what is happening uh, nationally and how are we aligning what we are seeing as happening to the changes that are appropriate if we are preparing a generation for the future mm-hmm. you see and that is missing and uh, we have uh, innovations we have teachers some uh, change agents who are doing interesting things they are uh, if you like pockets of innovators mm-hmm. uh, around but most of them are not responding to any kind of focus they are not responding to anything that is happening out outside them they're doing what they know how to but then you see and that becomes a problem because if you if you just decide that look you're not paying attention to the dashboard i'm, I'm just doing my best i'm just driving okay now i feel like slowing down now i feel like driving fast you're not paying attention to the dashboard that is a problem we need to be able to ensure that we are mindful of what is happening globally what is happening nationally we are mindful of where things are going and then we are making necessary adjustments accordingly Mm -hmm. and that if we don't do that we are going to be preparing a generation which uh, in my view in my address to this conference that we are using square peg pedagogies to address round hold 
uh, challenges, and that and that is where the key problem is. Okay, can I just ask Yasira maybe just to comment before you see the round? I know Yasira made the circle already. Yasira, can you comment? Yes, Ridwan, I, I think, and, and we've said this um, time and time again on air, you know, we must learn to understand that as we progress as human beings, um, whether we're in education or not, we just, we're progressing with the world, we must look at our children and look at how are they going to compete with their counterparts when they leave our schooling system. Now, in looking at that, you can't look at the Western Cape as a focus. You need to look, as as um, Professor was saying, at the world. How does our matriculants compete with matriculants of other countries? Because if I'm an engineer in South Africa, and that one is, let's say, in the United States, we need to be compatible should we apply for the same job, or should we have to do the same job. Now, what we've seen with our litnum is that our children aren't progressing as they should. I think we're 147 on the list, um, third last. Yeah. If we're looking at our litnum stats, for South Africa, not just the Western Cape. So if educators are going to continue to teach in the normal way, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it, with that, but they're not preparing our children for what they're going to encounter as they move forward. We're saying at some point they are the barrier to learning because these children are quite technologically savvy. I mean, sometimes you look at three, four-year-olds and they're like, take your phone and they can find games and they can download games. And that is innovation and that's creativity because they're exploring. Nobody taught them to do that. They found it out by themselves. Mm -hmm. So if educators teach in the similar manner... Hence the, the pedagogies of, of, of teaching and learning, then we would see a different kind of setup in the classroom, a different kind of thinking, and children solving problems in a more creative way. Shukran for that. Yes, here on that, we're going to go for a quick ad break, and when we come back, we'll continue with the program called Education in Daba here on The Voice of the Cape. Welcome back to the program called Education in Daba here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM studio with your host this evening, Ridwan Ahmed and Yasira Adonis. Just a reminder to our listeners that you can participate in the program by sending us your SMS to the number 47913. The SMS line 47913. And if you have just joined us, we are speaking Educational Technology Inquiry Lab. And we have in studio with us Professor Dick Ngambi. And a very big shukran to Irfan for latching us on uh, to Professor. Now, Professor, just going back, I know you spoke about the conference that you were the keynote address, and I think that's where Irfan heard you. And you've given us an idea of that, you know, the dashboard and how one needs to actually be constantly aware of your surroundings. And I think we went uh, as far as to say even what's happening outside uh, in the broader community within education. But coming back to the Educational Technology Inquiry Lab at the UCT, you know, who are the beneficiaries and can anybody attend and how does one get in contact with the ETI lab? Good question. What we do have is a booking system. Um, if one visits our website, which is www.etlab.org, um, we do have a link to the booking system. What uh, the whole current structure of the ATLAB is that uh, one can be able to book a session for Friday afternoon, and that's when we have those sessions. And uh, if we have about six uh, adults wanting mm -hmm. to book a space, uh, we do <coughs> scaffold the, 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 the play. Yeah, we do scaffold the play. Now, scaffolding the play simply means that... Uh, yeah, I was just thinking now, Yasira clearly indicated that she understands. I don't know what you mean by that. I'll, so. I'll, I'll explain. Okay. I'll explain. The, 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 whole, the whole difference between 
um, just an undirected play mm. is where you just go in a space and play the way you want. Structured play simply means that uh, the, the one provides some approach, some some method, some technique to help you play effectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the difference. Uh, okay. <coughs> and uh, I know, you, uh, Professor, you said it's on a Friday afternoon. Uh, what time does it normally start and for how long are these play sessions? The play sessions are normally for three hours. One books the time. It starts from uh, t- uh, uh, two o'clock to, to about five. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we do that every Friday. Um, so once well, teachers have actually, I mean, it's open to any any adult who wants to be able to uh, to play. But we certainly yeah. want to, to encourage our educators out there, for example, as well, to really make use of this sand pit play in terms of educational technology inquiry. Uh, again, if you would like to um, you know, make use of this or benefit from this experience, you need to actually make a booking and that you can only do by going onto the website, which is www.etilab.com. And I'm sure... Uh, .org. .org, sorry, thanks. So it's www.etilab.org and there you'll find an, a form there, that you, a booking form that you can then simply complete and you can then on a Friday afternoon from about 2 uh, until 5, you know, go and explore and have fun. As a kid, I think we started off the program by saying, you know, that uh, when we were children, we used to, what's the word, you know, not discover, but we used to like explore. to explore. Mm-hmm. And then I think as adults, we grow into adulthood, we really confine ourselves, you know, to certain things things yes yeah because as we grow up you know things become more structured and with the and and even as we go through school and high school you know structure seems to be the frame of reference that keeps us grounded and very little time is set aside for besides having a hobby for that kind of free play if one should call it or interaction and you know just doing um what you would love to do um even sports are structured into a certain extent, and I think that as we as we grow older, we le- we lose that kind of um, sense, just making things with your hands, just you know going into creative mode. And I think a lot of times that with children, and that's why I say even in grade odd, you know, I understand these your semi kind of structured things that you need to do. But at that age, children should be exploring. It should not be a structured environment. Um, all the things should be available for you to explore, but it shouldn't be you know there's a right or wrong around how I think this um, activity should take place. Can I just ask the person now you can go for it? No, that's correct. I mean, there's no, when you are playing in the sandpit, there's nothing like right or wrong. And I think that becomes quite uh, key. And what we've done is that uh, we've created uh, the, the, all the letters of the ETLAB. They mean something. Mm-hmm. And uh, they actually provide the framework. The E is for empathy. We try to empathize and we try to, to have the T there is for um, to think collaboratively to think together and then the I is to ideate uh, where we gather different kinds of ideas on how do we really put together uh, some meaningful understanding of what kind of meaningful play could lead to um, addressing some of the things that have been identified and then we look at the L which is learning, collaborative learning, we learn together and then we don't just want to, to think and learn together the A we actually act so we take action on the things that we so we, we actually work out some kind of action plan we, 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 yeah. yeah and then the b is we build things so what, what in, in, we build things in the sandpit and 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 that's the kind of structure that we use so we we take the eight lab framework 
and 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 that is what uh, we we use to 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 structure some kind of a, or, or a scaffold which we call a scaffold yeah. uh, for play and once you've gone through that kind of process you'll be able to see that the play becomes meaningful mm-hmm. um, not only meaningful you see and, and I should be able to mention why that play is important mm-hmm. the, the, what we do is that play is important to discover affordances of something mm-hmm. now an affordance of something it simply means what is it that this thing is able to do and and you see you are not going to use anything effectively unless you understand what it can do and what, what it can't do and what pleasure i derive from it that what kind of pleasure do you derive um out of it and that is what uh play allows you to yeah. do now you, you play for the sake of play but in the process of play you discover things for and example you and you learn and you learn <laughs> and, and that is the thing that adults don't seem to be doing and then we wonder why we think that young people know more than us mm-hmm. or, or the reason why they, it particularly being technologically uh, survey is all because they've got time to play yeah. they, they play with these they spend time playing with all these different kinds of phones and tablets and, tablets and, and, and the more they play the more they discover things that they begin to tell you yeah. you know uh, do you know that it can also do this i mean the, how did they know because they played with it mm, but well, that for, makes sense to me now yes, yes. <laughs> can i just yeah. ask uh, professor quickly because time is running out on us um i know that you say indicated you know that the uh, et lab is in fact uh, there is a sponsor for that uh, for which you are very thankful uh, but when then actually makes a booking you know to ex- uh, explore yourself in terms of creativity in the uh, et lab uh, is there any or are there any cost implications for the individual the for teachers there are no costs at all we are really wanting to encourage uh, teachers and want to unleash uh, to really unleash what you would call uh, innovative pedagogical inventions mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that's what we want to be able to do and we don't want the cost to stand in the way and, mm-hmm. and that's one of the one of the things for teachers uh, there's, there's no cost I mean if you you know so we that, that's that's where we have actually structured this um, at, at the moment if teachers want to book and they want to be able to come and play uh, there's, there's no cost associated with that now of course uh, the discussion becomes different if we are talking about industry and, and mm-hmm. they want to be able to uh, so so the discussion changes of course yes yeah. but for educators out there you can yeah. then just go on to www.etilab.org and then make uh, a booking for yourself uh, Yasira any, any, any quickly quick comment from your side I think this is a great opportunity for us to go and learn and we must always remember whenever we're in an environment and a space where we are not compounded by the fact that the assignment is going to be right or not. I think we get to share best practice and learn about best practice in an environment that is not hinged on what I can or cannot do, but how did I learn from my space, from others, and how can I use this information so that I can become a better teacher within my classroom situation. And I think once we understand our children and their needs and where they're going and we forget what we think we need to do to get them there I think when that changes our approach to teaching and learning will change okay and obviously we are fortunate <laughs> enough to have the brain well uh, the professor uh, Deacon Gumby in studio with us and it is his brainchild the Eti Lab he is also the project leader uh, for this particular project uh, professor just one question where exactly you know is can one find the sand pit if one wants to put it that way <laughs> <laughs> uh, good question the Eti Lab is at the upper campus, mm-hmm. um, UCT upper campus, 
in a building called uh, Humanities Building, okay. and we are just at the mezzanine that is uh, between first and ground floor. Yeah, between the first and down floor. Yeah, the, uh, between first and yeah. Yeshira yeah. is almost so, like she knows yes, everything. She's like right. a dictionary on no, her. That's, that's exactly where. Yeah. So once you get there um, in the building of Humanities Building, which has now uh, been renamed, but I think it's you. You can still be able to refer to that as um, Humanities Building. You you get there. It's all well signed posted once okay. you get there mm-hmm. yeah okay thanks very much for that now i'm going to give uh, a professor the last word on this so yes maybe just a quick comment from your side uh, you know when one speaks about the idea of a hub of educational technology and pedagogical research yeah i think when we when we're talking about that Ridwan, and we're looking at and remember i referred earlier to best practice so when we research we're looking at or at least when the eti lab you know researches and looks at what was the main concerns that the educators came forth with it's better to organize around a unstructured environment that explores those kinds of needs and i think that's very important because it opens up a platform for if this is okay, then what would be the next step and how would we learn and play in the same framework that we can become better at what we do. Okay, thanks very much for that. Yes, so we're going to give the last word to Professor Ngambi. As we said, uh, the brainchild is his and that is the ETI lab. That's the ETI lab. Uh, and it is, if you feel that your creativity has been lost, you can actually go to the sand pit and actually find your creativity back there. Professor, the last word to you. That's right. Thank you so much. You see, one, some of the key facts um, that all of us know is that uh, most of us are we know that the current learners are different from when we were learners ourselves mm-hmm. and that's a fact well, that's true, yeah. teachers um, teachers know that uh, the children they teach are not the way they used to be when they were children mm-hmm. the opportunities that these children have today are completely different from the opportunities that we used to have we cannot use the te- uh, approaches that were used when we were learners ourselves and use them to teach the current learners. Because if we do that, we are going to be missing these learners mm. and we are not meeting them halfway. Mm-hmm. And, and having said that, the, for us to be able to catch up or even to understand these learners, how do we connect with them? How do we meet them halfway? We need to have different kinds of approaches to self-development or professional development for teachers. And the traditional approaches can only go so far. I mean, uh, I'm not saying that they're wrong. They, they can only go so far. What we are doing in the sun pit is completely different. And it does have different potential for achieving results, which traditional professional development approaches has not been able to do. Well, thanks very much, Professor. It has been an eye-opener having you in studio with us. And that's Professor Ngambi at UCT, the academic founder of the ET Lab. We want to wish you everything of the best and bid you a very good evening. Thank you so much for having me. On that note, we break for the Walk of Visha. And when we come back, we'll continue with the program called Education in Daba here on The Voice of the Cape. Creativity.